G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Action. I've always wanted to shout action, so I wanted to do that when it was recording. Uh, welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Even though we're, we're not rewatching at the moment, we're just watching. We are watching brand oh, new episodes. Are we going to need another new logo and another fucking hell? No, I'm far too lazy for that. Come on. <laughs> we're still, uh, we, yeah. We're keeping our name, don't worry, but we are watching new episodes of Neighbours. Yeah, because Neighbours is back. This week, we have just finished watching the first week of Neighbours. Do you want to know what Neighbours episodes we've watched, the numbers of them? Are you well, keeping score on watched, this, Adam? I know we've watched four. Any more than that a week would be mental. <laughs> but you can remember what the episode number is. Can you remember where we left it? How many were done before, with the Not finale? Go on. Okay, well, we watched episodes 8,904 to 8,907. And of, of course, Amazon Freebie. The saviors of neighbors. Yeah. Uh, still waiting to be officially linked with them. So for the moment, we're officially unofficial. Yeah, I like that. We're the official unofficial neighbors podcast companion. I don't know. Yeah, because this will be in your inbox Friday morning. You wake up Friday morning, oh, what podcast do I listen to? Neighborhood Rewatch will be right there. If you're yeah. a Patreon for just one pound a month, it'll be there Thursday night. So straight away, you want to talk to someone about it and you want to hear people talk about Neighbours, you've got us two knobheads. Well, that's what we'll be doing. We've watched them. We've, I've watched them each day. I haven't watched them all together. Obviously, we did the oh, one on Monday after the first one where we were very, 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 very excited. Um, and we hit, it was the instant take. How do you feel now? We've watched the first four. We've got a bit more of an idea about things. Um, and we're not, we're, I still say we're excited, but I've not got a beer in my hand. How, what, how are you feeling now? I'm glad you've not got a beer in your hand. Yeah. Uh, we are recording this at 10 a.m., so I'm very glad for that. I'm glad yeah. you've held off to at least midday for that. I might need it after this, though, to be fair. Yeah. Have one with your lunch. Have one with your, have one with your BLT sandwich. That'd be nice. Yes. Uh, I'm really enjoying, apart from the neighbor stuff, I'm really enjoying the kind of routine of, Getting up in the morning, you know, taking the kids to school, go for a run, whatever I'm doing. Get back home, cup of tea, put some neighbours on. I'm really enjoying that. It's really nice just to, to while it on. Because it's 23, 24 minutes as well, it's just the right amount of time to sit down before you get back on with your day as well. So I'm really, really enjoying that part. It's a good start the today, isn't it? It is a great start today. It's nice and cheery. You've got a nice cheery theme song. It's all fucking sunny. It's always sunny in Erinsborough. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about the theme song and the new titles? Because we didn't have them on no. day one. Instead, we got the the lovely Susan um, voiceover, which was really nice. I, I really enjoyed that. A great way to start the whole thing off. But then the very next day, Tuesday, theme, which we had heard, but also new titles dropped. What are your thoughts? I'm a little bit annoyed to not put the names on again. I know I... 
I complain about this all the time. Uh, you can, if someone's coming new to this show, and a lot of people might be, you want to know who these people are? At the moment, it's just random people on the screen. Would you I, have I wanted them all to have worn name tags? Yes, that would have been perfect. All saying Byron Stone, and then... Well, that would have been confusing. Tag. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that would have been confusing. But name tags would have really helped there. I like the titles in the sense, like you say, they're very bright and sunny, and it's very much a... This is this is what Neighbours is. It's a bright and sunny Australian soap. So I like the fact that they're very bright. I don't like the fact that they haven't got names on them. Also, it cuts very quickly, and the not ve- the characters aren't very close to the camera. So I yeah, think it's quite off, and you've got right. people on a boat being gondolered around. I think it's the new family. You can't actually see them, and they're not on screen for long enough. And then you've got um, Wendy and her husband sat in a park miles away from the camera for some reason. You've got Mackenzie and the Rodwell daughter walking down a beach with someone. From It's a great panning shot. You can tell what they're trying to do on this show at the moment with all the pans and the cranes. Um, but you can't actually see them very well, I don't think. Yeah, they've definitely got some new tech off Amazon Prime, haven't they? And they're de- fucking desperate to use it. Yeah, they're droning the shit out of all these camera shots, I think. But I'd <laughs> like to actually see the characters' faces so I can go, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, because I like the bit where Tony gets twatted in the face with a ball. That's a really good bit, that. Right at the end. That does happen. Yes. That does happen. Adam looked at me going, is he bullshitted? Oh, no, he's not. No, because I was thinking, cricket ball. You know, like from the original kind of... Tra- and I was like, they don't play... Who plays cricket? But no, it's like a beach ball kind of thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. And he just full-on twats it. Kid just yeah. full-on twats it in his face. And you can tell he, Ryan Malone is a bit like, fucking hell, mate. Like... But there we go. Uh, yeah, so brand new credits for Titles. a brand new chapter. Title. Yeah, I always get that confused, don't credits I? Credits are at the end. You haven't got a degree in it, don't worry. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the credits at the end yet because every time I watch it on Freevee, it just goes straight to... Here's something else. Next time on. Yeah, next time on. And it's always the same promo of Guy Pearce running. Yeah. Jade, so- Jade every time. <laughs> So every time this week they've gone coming up on Neighbours, they've shown us Guy Pearce in the UK. And a little bit, well, I don't know. Spoilers, we are obviously going to be talking about this. If you've not watched the episodes yet, we're obviously going to be talking about yeah. the episodes. So there will be spoilers in this. Um, no Guy Pearce this week. Yeah. He's coming in every next, promo for it. No Guy Pearce. Nope. <laughs> Saving that one. He might be there next week. He might not be. Who knows? Who um, knows? What do I do then? Should we get into it? Because when... Um, People left us after our Monday chat, our instant take. Our heads were spinning a little bit. We'd, we'd obviously just seen the big reveal, the big twist um, with the wedding. Um, do you want to recap that and then kind of yes, stick that's it up? What I want to, that's what I want to start with. So cool. the shock twist is that Toadie and Therese. Therese or Therese? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Therese, but you say Therese every time. And I'm going to keep doing this every time you say it. Every <laughs> single time. I get it right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the big shot. We all thought Therese was marrying Paul. Yeah. But no, Paul was, he was in the crowd. And it was Toadie, and they were getting married. And you're like, oh, again, head was blown. So, yep. got, you know, came back downstairs, had some, had some dinner. Talked about it with the wife for a little bit. And then 
just trying to decompress it all, really. Then I went online. Uh, the Naybens, shout out to the Naybens. They did an Instagram live in the evening. Uh, and they came up with a fantastic theory, which I'm really upset didn't happen, which well, was that Mel was, an, was dead and was a ghost. So I didn't hear this. You, te- you said to me, you sent me a message, guess what the Naybens think? And I was like, go on. Ghost Mel. Straight away. And I was ready to go, oh, what have they come up with now that we're... I was like, yes, that is the <laughs> old, that is the best way out of this, ghost Mel. Because um, we wanted a ghost in our predictions. We were hoping we for ghosts of some kind, and that would have been a good um, prediction from us. However, it's not. It's not. Ghost Mel would have been fantastic in the credits as well, just kind of like... Just like that ghost effect in the background. Yeah. Or like, you know, in Teletubbies where, like, the baby was in the sky, you could have just had, like, ghost Mel in the sky. Going, okay. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. I, and I would, like, I went to bed that night thinking, Mel is a ghost. Mel is a ghost. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, by Tuesday, when we watched... The very next right. episode. Right? This is So we'll <laughs> get to this as we go. But I am so, like, one of my favoriteest things about Neighbours is when you think something's going to be a big, long storyline that's going to take a long time, eight minutes later, they've solved it. So I'm glad that they've kept up with that because we are moving on. I'm worried that they're not going to have enough storylines here because they're firing through. Because we finished the episode on Monday like, oh, there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of things we're going to find out about. It's now Thursday when we're recording this. We pretty much know the answer to all these motherfucking secrets, don't we? Yeah, about 90% of these secrets have been revealed already. And just in general conversation as well. Yeah. So the wedding happens, you get that shock twist, uh, and then it goes to the the reception afterwards. What did you Um, think? Sorry, I I know uh, this is where this episode ends up being about two hours long. Um, What did you make of the online reaction to the twist? Because it was a mixture from what I could tell. We were a bit like, oh, not sure. See where it goes, but not not completely convinced on day one. A few other people thought the same. And then a mm-hmm. few other people were like, oh, this is, wow, what a shot. And then a few other people were like, well, what does this mean for Mel? What does this mean for Paul? It seemed like a mixed reaction to it. It, it, it definitely got that, a reaction. And... Uh... A lot, a lot of what I saw was people saying, trust trust the process, which is a phrase I say to you all the time, Adam, which it's, is fucking hate. Nothing scares me more than you saying that. <laughs> there was a lot of that, that what I saw online. People were, as I say, panicking that Mel had been, Mel wasn't there. Um, and then the, I saw the ghost Mel, and then Mel herself has commented on a lot of these posts. Actually, was she active? Was she active Losing that night? Is Posting a lot saying, don't worry, she'll be back. Quite ominous. So, it, well, it is, but also, if you're, I don't, I, is it good to announce that you're back or is it better to stay a little bit quiet and make it a surprise? I don't know. If you're going to be a ghost, you don't want to, like, if, if, I, if I was a ghost, right? Go on. I wouldn't be haunting every single day because no. people would get bored of that. Like, so if I, if I died and then decided I was going to haunt Peyton, for example. Right. Uh, I wouldn't. She would get sick of that pretty quickly. If I was doing that every single day, she's got sick of you when you're alive, though. <laughs> but by two weeks, she'd be like, "Okay, he's, he just he just goes when I go to bed, and that's it." She what, would get so sick day of that. one, day one, being a ghost. What are you doing day one? 
day one being a ghost. First, what are you thinking? You wake up, ghost. <laughs> I'm glad you're not I'm walking glad... through. What are you doing? Walking through walls. Okay, any walls in particular? What are you thinking? No, just any wall that I see. I just want to see like different kind of walls. So like brick walls, plasterboard, fences maybe. Just see what that sensation is. Because I imagine there's a sort of sensation as you walk through them. So what does that feel like? What does walking through a brick wall feel like? Right. So that's probably going to take up most of day one. That'd be pretty tiring, I imagine. Well, it wouldn't because uh, you're a ghost. I imagine ghosts get tired. Ghosts need the to ghosts. sleep. ghosts! How can a ghost get fucking tired? That's ghosting about all that. Like, because ghosts ghost can fly as well, right? Pardon? So ghosts can fly. So that's going to burn up some ghost calories. So I don't know. So that's going to be pretty tiring. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that for most of the day and then just go to go sleep. But you don't need to sleep because you're a ghost. Like you're just doing your normal day. Like you said earlier, when so I'd get up, have a ghost brew. I'd probably, I'd probably like you've said you'd go flying about. That's the equivalent of you going for a run now. <laughs> so you're doing your. I'd sit down, watch Neighbours, uh, then walk <laughs> through some walls for a bit. <laughs> do a ghost podcast. <laughs> where I talk to some other like some the form, former star ghosts from way back when. Yeah, get on, get on some EMP waves. It's, it's, the podcast you, out. You're just doing the same thing as now. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I want to, I'd want to. It would help with the process. I'd want to compare what being a ghost like to normal day stuff is, and, and yours see is what the exact thing. fucking same. <laughs> And, then and, one time, and the main part of it was annoying your wife, which is also what you do now. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. The idea about Mel being a ghost excited us. We were like, whoa, well done, Nabens. That sounds pretty cool. Let's tune in on Tuesday to find out. <laughs> Mel's not a ghost. Tell us the deal. Yeah, Mel's not a ghost. She just fucked off after a year. Just fucked off. Uh, just fucked off. <laughs> Which Harold was so fucking happy about as well. Harold sat there at, at Susan and Carl's going, fucking told you she was wrong and told you she'd fuck off. He pretty much said, I'm not one to say, I told you so, but I fucking told you so. Like, straight away, couldn't wait. And I'm not a huge male fan, but I feel like the character deserved more than she's just fucked off. Yeah. She's been I mean, in on all the promo stuff for the new series. She's just fucked off. Yeah, but why did she fuck off? It was something about she didn't want to be a stepmom or something. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah, something but, like that. She couldn't handle the responsibility. But she'd been the stepmom in everything except name and marriage for a while before the show ended. Yeah, so I don't she was know still why. Living in the house and getting about, like yeah, she had all the pigs around. She was happy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get why she was all of a sudden unhappy. So she she's not in it. She hasn't been in it all week except for that little thing at the start. Um, but like I say, she said, Lucinda on the socials has said, don't worry, she will be back. She will be back. She's going to come back and go, I'm back. Yeah, she's going to show on Tony's doorstep like Dee did after all those years. 
She's just going to show up and go, hi, Tony. And he's just going to go, what? And there we go. That How scene. long do you think before she comes back? The second they get her back off their honeymoon. Which is okay. not a honeymoon, by the way. Tony's like, come on, we've had a wedding. You deserve some time off. Let's go on a honeymoon. And Teresa's like, yeah, brilliant. They've not Teresa planned on Teresa. I'll keep doing it, mate. <laughs> They've not planned a honeymoon at all. They've not thought for a second. Tony on the uh, on the cuff has gone, should we like go on a holiday after our wedding? Mm. And she's gone, brilliant. Fantastic. Where should we go? He's gone, beach. Let's get to the beach. They've gone to the beach. They haven't, like you don't see him at a fancy hotel or having a romantic meal somewhere or by a pool or on an adventure of some kind or sightseeing. These are all, I imagine, token um, honeymoon kind of things. They have <laughs> literally just gone to the beach with a rug and sat down. Yeah, she's brought her work with her. She brought her work with her. <laughs> it's it's so- such a shit honeymoon. Like, he's had a lot of practice. He's had all men, almost as many wives as you have. You'd think he'd have nailed this by now. <laughs> and the last thing a wife wanted does with Tony is go to the beach. He drove D off a fucking cliff. Yeah. And then his last wife died on the beach as well. Oh, did she? Yeah. Right Mel? on the beach. Went, Let's go to... Yeah. No, not Mel. The other... Uh, Sonia. <laughs> Mel's not dead. Mel's not dead. Just dead to us. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Yeah, so the last thing I... If Tony says, let's go to the beach, I'd be getting my uh, affairs in order, personally. Maybe that's maybe that's what will happen to me on the beach. What did you make of them two as a couple? What do you, are, you, are you still getting your head around it? What are you thinking? It's, Susan was like, oh, I wish, this is all a bit fucking quick, this, isn't it? And Carl's like, well, you know, they're different, but des- you know, desperately in love. But I do feel it is a little bit quick. Like, so we find out that she was going to marry Paul a year ago. One year ago, pretty much to that day, yep. she was walking down the aisle, but Paul stood her up. So in that calendar year, she's got over Paul, who she's been involved with for like 10 years now. Long time. Yeah, she's got over Paul, got with Toadie and thought, yep, this is the guy for me. That is pretty quick. At the same time as Toadie... Having Mel left her, left him, and he's gone. He's got over that and then gone, she's the woman for me. Let's get married because that works well. Wise men say only fools rush into it, though, to be fair, and sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? Sometimes it does, yeah. Maybe there was some visa involvement. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) I think it was weird that, yeah, they kind of just said, oh, Paul decided he didn't want to get married. What? Is a, to be honest, there's a fair argument. Like, but it's Paul, not what, like they'd rushed into it, though. They'd been up and down, back and forth, finished the finale. We're together now. We've, we, you know, we, we've had our issues, and we, but we're better together and all that bullshit. Ah, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> it's the Paul same. Is, Go on. So I said, Paul has just pulled the ultimate kind of bachelor move here. He's just because he says. Like they're doing all the speeches at the wedding and like toasting the happy couple and Paul fucks off and he goes outside and his son and his sister or whatever comes out and he's like, Do you know what? I get to wake up tomorrow living the life I want to live. He's just he's just got nah, I can't be asked with any of this. I can't be asked with having to placate someone else and explain my actions and think about somebody else's feelings. 
I just want to wake up tomorrow and do what the fuck I want. Which is a good feeling, but <laughs> I do you think that maybe Paul and Mel get it together? Oh. I don't want it. I don't want it. But it feels like he's gone. Nah, I don't really fancy it. She's gone. Nah, I don't really fancy that. It seems like they've given the same reason for both. Maybe. It's like like Harold said, like Mel was selfish. So, yeah, two selfish people together. Would that work? Probably wouldn't. They'd be both be very selfish, no. I imagine. No, but... it doesn't really. But I don't know. Who knows at this stage? Um, they might give it a go. But I like this. I like this theory. Mel comes back and gets it on with Paul. Because Therese was fucking rubbing it Therese in. Therese or Therese? It's <laughs> fucking mind blowing. She was proper fucking rubbing it into Paul at the wedding. Do you think? Like he, yeah, like he showed up. Fair play. He showed up. He he got invited and he showed Question. up. Go on. If you were getting married, <laughs> I mean, would you invite your ex-wife to your wedding? It just seems a little bit off to me. I think it's a very nice gesture. Is it? Is it a bit of a power play? I wouldn't say it's a power play. I wouldn't then go up to the person and start goading them at the reception like like she did. Because she literally... She, Paul's just minding his own business. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's fucking best dressed out of all of them there. Yep. He's paid the proper respect and wore a fucking tie and suit. Mm. He showed up. He's just having a bit of champagne in the corner. He's, he's chatting to his sister. He's being nice and respectful. She comes up and goes, showed up, did you, dickhead? Yeah. Shame you didn't show up last year, did you? Anyway, there was a bit of that. There was, yeah. Anyway, good Shaq Tony now. See you later, dickhead. There you go. <laughs> yeah, she she proper rubbed it in his nose there, and she didn't need to do that. That's not the sign of a bigger person or someone who is necessarily over what happened either. Okay, last little one on this then. Do you think? Because in the trail, not the trailer, the titles, it's to raise with Toadie. Going in the house with Toadie's kids. Um, there's not like we said. A theory might be that it's a bit of a sham or a scam or a plan. There's something going on. There's a reason for this. Turns out, by the looks of it, there isn't. This is just what it is now. Do you think this is going to last, or do you think we- I don't want to see it? Are we going to go round again with Paul and Therese at some point? What do you think? I feel like it's almost inevitable, isn't it? It's I, I just can't see them being together long term. I think it's it is very much to get like I said, she's at her wedding, marrying the love of her life, and she can't wait to fucking rub it in Paul's face. So I yeah, I think there's gonna be another go around at some point. They'll have a little nice little honeymoon bit. She's working on something with her money from the council. She's trying to get something built. Or do something with that, and I think she's got that'll... some big meetings coming up or something. Yeah, because she sold her, she sold her part in Lassiter's, so she's got some money and she wants to invest in somewhere else. So I think that might bring her back into conflict with Paul because it might be a rival hotel, maybe. Ooh, who knows? But yeah, it'll bring him back in conflict, and then conflict will lead to what it usually used to with those two. Okay, interesting. Yeah. There we go. That's nice and succinct. I think we've we've covered everything there. 
Oh shit! I was I was going to put a cut in, but are you ready to go again? You, do you want to know, do you want to talk about something else? No, I'm pretty. I'm I'm good to go. I'm I'm full of energy. Go on. What do you want to talk about next? Let's. Well, speaking about Lassiter's, should we talk about Misha? Oh. And Byron Stone. Which one's Byron Stone again? Uh, he's the one with the name tag. Got ya. Got what ya. does that name tag say? It says uh, Byron Stone. Excellent stuff. <laughs> in brackets, played by a different actor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's sneaking around with Misha. Here's the thing. He's not a gigolo from what I can tell. No. So this make, so straight away, I'm like, because at first I was like, oh, she's showed up to the hotel. She's high. He like does a bit of gigoloing in the hotel. Like, yeah. so, you know, it's a pretty good revenue stream there. You, you work in the hotel and then you're free to get around the rooms and, and shag people. Brilliant. I mean, that's, that's, that's your dream job, right? I'm, I'm, I'm very good at hosting and I'm very good at customer jiggling. service. So yeah. yeah jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you thought that was the deal, but yeah, it turns out Byron's not a gigolo anymore. So did she just fucking jump him in the elevator? Was there just that like that instant attraction? She just had to jump him in the elevator. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. But then I, th I think it's the last one that I've just watched today. Episode four. Um, from what I can tell, she's been there like three weeks or something, it said. Said, oh, she's been here, because they, they, we'll get to it, but they find out she's been a guest at the hotel for about three, three and a half weeks, which is obviously longer than we've been watching the show. Yeah. Ah, okay. Four episodes in. So I don't think that was that initial attraction when we see it in that lift. I think she's wow. been there for a couple of weeks. That might have happened earlier, but at this stage, they've been shagging about for about two weeks or so. Um, okay. But from what I can tell, he just works at the the hotel. He's no longer jiggling about. No, he's given up that life. I mean, it's best it's best for his health, really, isn't it? And he looks fantastic for it as well. He really does. He does look good. I don't think he's. He looks too young and too pretty for me. <laughs> he just does. I'd 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 want him a bit more rugged. I think for for Misha Barton. I don't know. Because yeah. she, I mistakenly, I, I will always hold my hands up and admit when I'm wrong. I said she's got to be about 45, Misha Barton. I've done Misha Barton a disservice last on the last podcast. She's 37, okay, in real life. I'm guessing she's playing about the same age on the show. He looks about 21. He is very young looking, isn't he? Do you think? Do you think he still looks a bit like me a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you both had a name tag on that said Byron Stone, I wouldn't be sure which one was the real Byron Stone. <laughs> so I know, like you, like an older woman, younger man, fine, not a problem with that. The other way around's a bit weird. Um, but I just don't think Misha Barton would go for this lad. I'm just a bit unsure because she seems to proper like him. It's not just she a shag and see you later. She seems to proper like this kid. Yeah, she does like sneaking around with him, and she does keep on going back to him as well. She, you know, maybe she just prefers a younger man. Helps her feel a bit younger as well. Maybe. You no, know, each to their own. Yeah, so they're just kind of sneaking around. Like, he, he's meeting her, like, around the back and stuff, like, where they go and smoke fags and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I really wanted to get to know you. Let's go for a drink tonight. She's like, yeah, I'd like that too. Let's go for a drink. But she dodges all the questions. She keeps on saying she's here for a conference. She's not. There's no conferences happening. So he starts in the morning. Because he does, he does, he does spend the night there. Then, so at this stage, I was thinking, oh, this is the this is one of the big mysteries. This was one of mm -hmm. the secrets. This is one of the things that's going to run 
for probably a couple of months. Who is this Misha Barnes character? What is she up to? What's her deal? We find out the very next episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they they give this one away because like they really built it as that she's this mysterious woman. Yeah, and you're like, okay, this could go for a while. You know, it's a big name. Now nah, straight away, you you find out who she is. I'm not going to let you know who that is. I'm going to build up a little bit more though because while this is going on with the Byron stuff, Holly Hoyland is just being a terrible employee. Really, uh, she's massively rooted Misha Barton at every encounter. Yeah. Uh, really fucking hates her. Uh, and, but somehow she has to drop off the mysterious box. So Misha says, I've got a box coming. Um, it's not a blue box. It's a black box. So the box is at reception. Holly Highland's there. She shakes the box, which is very obviously an empty box. This wound <laughs> me up a little bit. She did like I know she was trying to do the, I'm not bothered if it's fragile, whatever. I'll just give it a shake. But it was clearly just, a shoebox. Make, <laughs> like, make a bit of an effort, props team, or Holly Highland, because it looked <laughs> just like an empty box to me. And so she goes, oh, what's in this box? Wee! <laughs> and then Byron Stone was like, all right, dickhead, like, take take it up then. So she takes the box up, and she's just... Well, I know she's trying to be like oh, a bit of a character, and I think she could be, but she deserves to get fired, this girl. Oh, yeah, she goes into the room, starts looking around, jumps on the bed. an apple for no reason. Yeah, of all the things you're going to do, you're not going to eat an apple. You're getting straight in that mini bar. You're not even taking an apple. Takes a perfume. Yeah. And that's what trips her up. Yeah. And she comes out downstairs, and Misha's like, where's my box? And she's like, it's upstairs, dickhead. And she's like, wait a minute, you're wearing my perfume. She's like, no, I'm not. She's like, that is a bespoke perfume. Yeah. Blended for me. Misha Misha by Misha. That's what, that's, what it, that's what it is. Yeah. So don't wear someone's perfume. Yeah, especially when it's blended. Do you think it's like one of those Gwyneth Paltrow ones? Yeah. Like her candles, yeah. It's got, <laughs> it's got like sweat in it and stuff like that. It's like a proper, yeah, bespoke uh, handmade perfume. So she's fucked it, Holly Highland here. Um, she's not, she was late. She forgets her key card. She's rude. She's shaking boxes. She's eating apples. She's trying on perfume. She's got to go. She has got to go. But she she holds on for a little bit longer, which Susan's pretty concerned about. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that, though. Get to that. So just as Misha's revealing that Holly Highland has you trashed her room, gone through her stuff, and wearing a perfume, Lucy Robinson goes, I fucking know who you are. You're Misha Barton. I mean, you're you're one of the Sinclairs. <laughs> You're one of the Sinclairs who were the Sinclairs. The Sinclairs are a silent partner in the hotel who bought Therese's shares in the hotel. Therese's or Therese's. Bought her shares in the hotel. This was like, so I read on the Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. Fuck Elon. Um, Someone had called like episode two, the Erinsborough Exposition Special. Someone had called it that and then listed all the things that like they tried that they just explain away in this. And one of the so Paul says oh, this might even be episode two or episode three, I can't remember which one. Um Paul says he's talking about the the hotel in general, and he's saying, Oh, we've got those silent partners. And he says, Luckily though, I haven't seen anyone from America here yet. And then it cuts. So he says it. It's pretty much like that. And then it cuts. 
And then it's when they find out that it cuts straight to Misha Barton and she's like, yeah, I'm, Re- I'm Reece Sinclair and I'm American. And Paul goes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so uh, bad. And he's got no clue about how long, like, Paul has got no, from running a hotel, he's got no fucking clue what's going on. He's like, how long she been here? He's like, you've had conversations with this woman. Yeah. She's been here for fucking weeks. Yeah. She's used all the stuff. He keeps saying that. She's been in every, she's used everything. Good. That's, that's what you want. You want people spending your, spending their money in your hotel. If I go to a hotel, I am eating in the restaurant. I am having a sauna. I am using the shit. I'm not sitting in my fucking room eating fucking apples, Paul. What is he expecting from this woman? Uh, and Paul's straight out. I love how Paul's like, oh, fuck, we fucked up here. Shall I take you out for dinner, love? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is he doing? It's just he's got, he's like, oh, I fucked up here. I'll take her out for dinner. He's on one GB by the end of episode four. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> he's like, this one, it's a. With Therese all the time. Well played. I'll just take her out for dinner. And Misha goes, nah, I'm not interested, mate. Sorry. She's got Way some other shit going on. Me. She's shagging that lad. Yeah. But I like yeah. it because he, he then, so she says no to dinner, but then he offers to take her on of a tour around the hotel. And the tour <laughs> around the hotel is my favourite bit from the first four episodes. Because <laughs> he's so hard. <laughs> It's brilliant because, A, she's already fucking seen it all. She's been there three fucking weeks and she's been in everything. They've made a point of saying she has seen everything at this hotel. But have you seen the bin room, love? And so they take her on this tour and it's got like a bit of jaunty music over it and stuff and he's showing around. Wendy's there and she offers her a croissant and says you can take it away if you want. And that's a big thing for some reason. Misha's like, oh, fucking hell, brilliant. I can get a takeaway croissant. Brilliant. But then my <laughs> favourite bit was where, so they've been outside and they, like, they've got, he's obviously got the, some of the staff ready and waiting and things like that. And for some reason, one of the big potted plants has been turned over and all the soil's all over the floor in front of Misha Barton. So Misha Barton's like, what's going Like, you there's three or four members of staff. There's Paul. There's someone's clearly just thrown this massive pot. It's a big, heavy pot plant as well. It's not like a little table one. And the soil everywhere. And Misha looks at it like, "What's someone picking this up?" Yeah, there's literally going, two staff members there. Yeah, staring at it, going, "Not me." Don't know. I didn't do it. And then Paul, like, she walks past, like a bit, like, "Why is the pot?" Potted plants everywhere, and Paul's like, "Quick, tidy that potted plant up!" Like, it's <laughs> it just cracked me up. It was so <laughs> odd. But then she does get a croissant in a box from Wendy, so she's she's not. Yeah, it was a fucking massive. It was like big fucking Danish as well. It was. But then, so back to Holly Highland again. Holly Highland is asking about behind the counter, eating some of the croissants, even though she's supposed to be working. She's made <laughs> Misha Barton. A, a latte, but oh no, she's got it from Haz's from Harold's. Oh, she got her that one because that's where the tour started. Ah, so she's, she's like, got, I got you an extra hot flat white. Yeah, unfortunately, though, Misha Patton goes, Oh, this is all sticky, and we find out it's sticky because Holly Hoyland had been eating an orange and had <laughs> some fruit. This girl, <laughs> she does. she's getting more than five a day, any more than that would be mental. Um, <laughs> 
She's, she's got her orange stickiness all over this latte, but then, if that wasn't bad enough, Misha has a little sip of the latte. There's a hair in the latte. Yeah, and she's like, the final straw for Misha Barton, and she says, fire that bitch. She doesn't say fire that bitch. She's just going, even though she explains to Byron going, I'm not your boss, I can't do anything to you, then straight up what's the holly and goes, you fire dickhead. You're fired. Well, yeah, it's a dog hair in the latte. It's a dog hair. It's a dog hair. She said, "There's a dog hair." She's there's a hair in this latte, and we do know from other scenes that Haz has got his dog in the back of the cafe. Oh, I thought it was a Holly Highland hair. Nah, because no, Holly Highland's got a hair down at the top. Nah, she's never got her hair tied up or her shirt tucked in. No, this girl. No, I think it's a dog hair because Why? Paul's like, "Oh well, we technically don't run Harold, so that's nothing to do with us." Misha's like, I don't give a fuck. Get fucking fired, that bitch. And, and she gets fired. She is fired. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't attempt to pull the hair out, though. Like, if there was a hair in your drink, it'd kind of, like, stick on your tongue. You wouldn't just swallow it straight, would you? She just takes one sip and goes, fucking hair in this. Well, but she doesn't have, a, at least she doesn't have another sip and go, hmm. Like, she, <laughs> like she, she is firing this girl because of this. And that's, like, so now, four episodes in, Holly Highland's fired. Gone. Yeah, and we know what Misha Barton's secret is. The she... mysterious character. Holly Highland lasted less time than you did at that job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. We, knew, we know who Misha Barton is as well. What do you think what's going to happen next with Misha Barton then? I don't know. Shag Byron a bit more and then fuck off. No, Have Paul's just going to cool. try and placate her and lick her ass. Okay. And then, she, actually, no, I reckon she's going to she's going to be like, this isn't up to standard. We're taking our money away from this hotel, and we're gonna put it into raise to raise his new hotel. Okay, that's possible. I think that's something like that is gonna happen there. She's gonna be throwing her money about a little bit because she's a Sinclair, and they are super rich. I think not for a little bit, but I think we will be introduced to more members of the Sinclair clan. I think Ooh. Misha Barton is just the first. I think there will be more Sinclairs. And they'll be easy to spot as well because they'll be American. You would think. You would think so. So there we go. Uh, let's talk about Haz since we've mentioned his cafe. All right. Or Haz. Haz and Mac. Or as I'd like to call them, Haz Mac. Do you like that? Do you like that? It's name? Better than, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm all right. You're with okay that. with that. Fantastic. Has, so some of the, I don't know all these new characters. There's a few characters I am not aware of. Obviously, we've got a new family, a couple of other new people, and people I didn't know. I, early days, Haz is my favourite new person. Yeah, Haz is cool. Like, I honestly, honestly see a little bit of myself in Haz. He's so... on. Because, like, he's he's working in a cafe. He's well fucking happy with it. Yeah. He loves going around doing little lattes and making little toasties for people. He fucking loves it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, like, when I'm enjoying my job, that's exactly what I'm like. So I see okay. a lot of that in myself. Uh, he's a good-looking guy, obviously, so I see that in myself as well. Do you want to say why, why I think he's not like you? <laughs> he is in the, in, the, in the job front. I agree. I think that's nice. I think that's a good spot. Um, so you called them Hazmac. I like that. Let's continue to use it. Um, he is biding his time, and he is not sure of himself, and he is not throwing himself in at the deep end with said Mac. You would be completely the opposite 
because apparently <laughs> they've been living together for three months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they are both very much in the, oh, even if I did like them, they probably don't like me stage. You have never done that in your life. You have gone, they might not like me. I'm still going to try my best. You like what? How could they possibly not like me? Look, look like you would be in there. I think he is, you know, the antithesis of yourself. Yeah, it's like a sliding. I've used that word right, but I'm going with it. Yeah, it's like a sliding doors moment almost. He's the good version of me. Yeah, he's a great guy. So yeah, he isn't sure, but Sadie Rodwell is very much shipping these two. So she has a little chat with Mackenzie, and he's like, right. Are you gonna come on? You want to jump him? Go jump him. And she's like, I'm not ready. She's like, You were saying the other day you were ready. She's like, Yeah, but I'm not really ready just yet. Plus, I don't think he likes me. Yeah. Uh, but she does take off. So she's put her wedding ring to oh, I forgot the guy's name now. Hendrix. Hendrix. Uh she she's put that on a necklace. Nice. Yeah. And then she's now ready to take that necklace off. She's like, nah, I'm ready now. I'm gonna take this off. It feels it feels like the right time. And Teddy's like brilliant. This isn't something that I spotted, but this is, again, this is something I read online. Uh, I just want to get your opinion on it. So Sadie is the young Rodwell. They, mm-hmm. She seems to be best pals with Mackenzie at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like you say, she is the one who's like, oh, come on, get together with Has, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't realize that it was her, Sadie Rodwell, who basically killed Hendrix because mm-hmm. she stepped set a fire or caused a fire that ended up seeing the demise of Mackenzie's um, other half, which yeah. obviously left her heartbreak, heartbroken and completely uh, ruined. Um, would they be pals? Well, I think this is, time is a great healer because they weren't friends at all. But to over the fair, two years, they've... A lot can happen in two years, can't it? A lot can happen in two years. And they seem to have come to peace with it. Which is quite nice. You know, they could have been enemies for a long, long time. It probably would have been better drama-wise for them to be enemies than just mates. Um, but yeah, looks like Mac has forgiven her at some point and she's it getting on with it. It feels to me like they've made them mates because they've realised they're the same age. And yeah, they're kind there of the same There is no age. one else that age, so they are mates. Yeah, it's Sadie, Mac and Holly are just all grouped in, in the same age bracket. Yeah. And then they've grouped in, below that, they've grouped in uh, Nell, Rebecca, and uh, JJ. As, yeah, they're the same age group as well. They're, I'm hoping that, oh, no, because he drives, doesn't he? So I was hoping they'd be the schoolies, but. I don't know if we're going to get schoolies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to get any school at all. Well, Jane's meant to be the principal of the school now. What? That was, that was in the exposition episode, number two. That was dropped in. Oh. They were at the wedding. And soon. Because she's got that nice bracelet on. We'll get to Susan in a bit. She's got that nice bracelet, and Jane's like, "That's a nice fucking bracelet." She's like, "That's some of that claim, some of that uh, compensation money coming through." She's like, "Yeah, spending it on this." And then Jane's like, "Oh yeah, Harold, uh, I'm going to see Mike in England next week." And Harold's like, "Oh, you're the uh, the principal of the high school now." She goes, "Yeah, I am." I thought Harold was just being having his problems. I think they're using this story, Harold being forgetful as a way to dump exposition. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Because he's like, oh, wait a minute, what's happened in the last two years? And they go, oh, silly Harold, you know what happened in the two years, it was this. 
you daft cunt. Now, You're go right. on, wander off, go get another cake. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> There's some croissants over there. Yeah, you can take, you can them, take them away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Sadie's really shipping these two. So she then goes to Haz and goes, Oh, Mackenzie's all right, isn't she? Why don't you go? And he's like, Oh, yeah, I do, but I don't know if she likes me. And plus, I've got a ca- I've got a cafe to run, and, and he doesn't want to fuck up living in the house. Yeah, he does. He said first rule is don't shag your your housemates. That is a good rule to have. It's a good first rule to have as well. Yeah, yeah. Not, Not put like... the toilet seat down, or, or you know, if you if you spill it, you you tidy it up. It's don't shag. Don't <laughs> shag. Rule number one. Good rule. It's on the Tennessee Agreement as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah he's yeah they're, they're skirting around each other uh, and then next morning after the after the wedding he's having a little swim Max watching him going oh, he's pretty dreamy isn't he he's having a good old swim he's got yep. a nice bod he's a good looking guy and uh, and they're just kind of they're just bonding he's like yeah you dance like a dork you do a chicken dance they're trying to do that cute I'd... kind of couple who aren't getting together but eventually will aren't they which is I am not averse to that. I quite like it. It's fine by me. Yeah. But they will be together by next week because we know how Neighbours goes. <laughs> Probably. And <laughs> from what the, the Lavara, you mentioned it earlier, they will have discovered that he's keeping the dog at the cafe and he's not supposed to. That will have come out by next week. Yeah. That'll come out by the first episode on Monday because Paul will stick, because Holly's been fired. So Paul will steam straight over to Harold. Oh, Holly will. One of them. Oh, no, because Holly came home, didn't she? Yeah. Paul will steam over, go, what the fuck are you doing putting dog airs in my latte? And then the dog will, in a comic way, will come out through the kitchen. We'll fucking, it'd be worse than a kangaroo in a cafe. It'll <laughs> fuck the cafe up massively. Tables will be fucking everywhere. I think Holly's next job will be dog walker. Good shout. She's going to look after the dog. Oh, it really you is, charge. you know. Yeah, it's a very lucrative business indeed. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Has and Harold have a little chat about the the history of the cafe. Which that was, was quite, quite nice. Cute. That I thought it was going to be a bit cringy that bit, but it wasn't. I <laughs> I quite liked it because he was like, "Oh, you're the famous Harold." It was it was quite nice, and Harold tells him some of the names that the coffee shop used to be called and things like that. A little bit of a walk down memory lane. I quite liked that. I thought it was quite nicely done. Well, we are the rewatch, so we do like taking people down memory lane. Go listen to previous episodes where we take cast members down memory lane, exactly. for example. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I do want to talk about the new family a little bit. Okay. Mainly just mainly just curious, JJ, because you said Haz is your new favorite character. Yep. Haz is a good one, but I think JJ is my favorite so far. Go on. What's your case for JJ? At the minute, I am on the fence. I've not decided. Uh, but just because he's just a little bit of a weird kid, I think... Do you see a little bit of yourself in JJ? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, well, more Seth, if I'm honest. <laughs> he's just... He's at the waterhole, just staring at the dartboard. And then, like, the guy who's running the bar goes, can I see some ID? And he's just like, oh, I'm just staring at the dartboard, mate. Sorry. He's like, well, get out then. So, okay, I'll get out then. And then he keeps on finding, like... He's almost a bit spooky. He, f- he keeps on finding glitter around the street from the big, from the big wedding two years ago when that big glitter balloon. Passed. And he's like, he's finding it on the street and he's finding it in the trees. Do you think he's a ghost? 
I don't think he's a ghost, but I reckon he could see ghosts. Oh, he's this. I think he is one who could potentially see a ghost. He has a good old stare at the window where, that Kylie broke into when she first appeared on Neighbours. He has a good stare at it and he's just like, hmm, there's something off about this window. Something happened at this window. Maybe he's some sort of ghost whisperer. I don't know. But he's just a weird, creepy kid. And he absolutely mugs Carl off as well, which was brilliant. I didn't understand why he was so angry with Carl, though. Why did he mug Carl off? Because he knows what Carl's done in his previous incarnation of Sarah Beaumont and Izzy Highland and stuff like that. Maybe. Maybe he just gets a, a feeling about people and, he, and he, he can see what they've done. And he's like, I don't like this guy. That's interesting. I did not clock any of that, really. I saw him looking at the book and he looked at the book and he seemed to zoom in on the Rodwell's picture. He did. He's some Is he a Rodwell? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Uh, he's took he's took pictures of the book, yeah, and he has. Zoomed. I thought he was just zooming in on, Zay, on Sadie, to be honest. I thought he was just being a little bit pervy, maybe. I thought that's you what it was. You think he's got a theme? Possibly. That's, that's also the case. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he absolutely mugs Carl off, which was fantastic. Uh, because we find out as well, the mum is a doctor. And the mum is a doctor. The other mum is a... Ma. Because I, 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 I do like how they've done this, because it would be confusing to have two mums. So to call one mum and one ma is a okay. very smart idea. I like that a lot. So the doctor is ma, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and mum. Is the and she's like a, an electrician and she's, yeah, she's like a, a handywoman kind of person. Yeah. Um, and then the other kid is called Dex. Dexter. We were unsure what he was called, but that is his name. I'm not sure about this family at the minute. I don't know what their, what their deal is. I mean, by this time next week, we'll know, I, I imagine. But <laughs> there, there was one, like, they've moved in. They're at the Airbnb at Jane's house, but they're, building that's only while they're building somewhere else or they want to build somewhere else but the kids don't really want them to build they think it's going to be too hard work yeah neither does the doctor they're like listen you you say you're going to do this stuff and it's never going to happen so you're not going to build a house but then they mention one of them mentioned like the the two mums one of them mentions it to the other about are you still thinking about the something brothers? It's like yeah. the Newman brothers or something. And it's just slipped in. I can't, you'll have to see what they're actually called. I can't remember. But it just, like, are they escaping from some sort of mafia? Yeah, like, this is crazy. Twi- or something? Yeah, this is the Cray twins, isn't it? Yeah. They've, they've done some b- bad dealing and then they're kind of on the road a little bit. Hence why they're not sticking around and they're trying to buy, they're trying to build a house off grid. Yeah. So well, I think it, it must be something to do with the handy woman mum. I'm sorry. I don't know what her name is and not the doctor. Cause why would the doctor be getting involved? I don't, I don't know at the moment what to do with these, this lot. Yeah. Me neither. I'm, I'm loving curious JJ though. He's, he's, he's fantastic, but yeah, I'm not quite sure what to do with the rest of them just yet. But we'll know the answers by next week. So. We, will. we will. Do you think they'll be moved out by next week? I think we will. No, I don't think they'll have left, but I think they we, we will know every single thing to do with them. Like the story, <laughs> if they are, if it's the, something to do with the mafia, I think we'll know what who JJ is. I think we'll know everything you could possibly know about this family by next week. 
I also think as well, I, I mean, we can talk about these. So like the preview, like the next on next time on things that you see after the, ad, after the, uh, the yep. episode, there was one and Wendy Rodwell's like, seen that fucking bitch looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd like a family rivalry because the Rodwells are no longer the new family on the street. They've been there for two years now. So they're nicely like Wendy is part of that community now. Like she's dipping in everyone's houses. She works at the waterhole. Yeah. She is firmly out of the furniture now. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think it, that's why when he zoomed in, when he zoomed in on the picture, it is yeah. something. It's going to be Rodwell related. You think? And there's going to be some family beef, possibly. So, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see what happens with the Rodwells. We spoke to Candice before, and you know, they never really got a fair shake of it last time, and no. there, there was a lot of secrets behind it. Why is Wendy the way she is? I'm excited to get into that and find out why. Um, right, last thing I want to talk about is Susan. She uh, she has a go at Carl about Holly just being a terrible, terrible employee. Uh, and d- Carl doesn't back up. Carl is like the most laid back dad about this. He's like, ah, fuck it. I've had three already. Wasn't expecting this fourth one. Just going to let her raise herself, basically. Uh, so he's super laid back about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it should be fun. He, he goes to speak to Paul. And he's like, how's Holly getting on? Paul's like, She's a bit shit, if I'm honest, but I owe you a favor. So, and Carl's like, that'll do for me. Not a problem. Uh, Wendy drops off cause, again because she's just nipping around everywhere. She drops off a delivery for Susan and it's in some more jewelry. We see her previously at the laptop looking at even more jewelry. She's a bit of a magpie here. She has just seen seeing shiny things and just buying them. Yep. And then putting them in a little lockbox. Away in the safe. Adam, would you, would you like to comment on this behavior? I think it's dog shit. I don't understand <laughs> what the point of this is. And then yeah, like, I, I was like, oh, this is going to, this, right. So she's doing this. What could this be? I was starting to think about it. They tell you what it is the very next episode. Uh, yeah, there's no mystery left there. It's no. Because like, she... like, she, she, apparently she, Holly knows about the box that's hidden in the cupboard that Carl doesn't know about. Holly's mm-hmm. pissed off and she's like, oh, Susan's giving me a load of shit. Well, she's got a fucking box full of bracelets in there, dickhead. And it's not even blue. No. So she goes, <laughs> so Carl finds it. He says, what's, what, there's fuck, like, rings, necklaces, bracelets. There's all sorts of shit. We find out that Susan spent 20 grand's worth, 20 grand on all this fucking jewellery that she keeps getting. So I was like, right, is she, is it like a, an addiction kind of thing? She's, is it she, an investment? Like, you can do that. You can buy watches that will... Didn't think of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not for those reasons. It's because apparently Carl made a bad investment sometime in the long, mm. last two years. A lot can happen. Oh no, that was pre- that was previous to the finale. That this is like a three-year-old right. storyline. This right Just before the finale stuff really kicked off. Yeah, he made a massive. He lost two hundred grand. Wow. Okay. Investment. Well, that makes it even worse then because. They finish that finale with them two going, you know what? I love you, Jackie, and I love you, Fletch, and we are the best couple um, ever. If there was an award for best couple on Neighbours, you'd probably give it to them two, maybe. Um, So now she's saying, I resent you, Fletch, because you made that bad investment three fucking years ago. Yeah, and I've held on to it this entire time. Yeah. I think that doesn't make any sense to me. 
of yeah, all the storylines, like these these two characters are the two who are neighbours, aren't they? They're the two that they, they probably wanted signed up for the new chapter. Them, they got them two. They got Paul and Therese, and that was Therese it. Like, Therese. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, and Toadie, <laughs> they got all the big names in, and you've given them this weird storyline yeah, that's kind of something for three years ago that doesn't really make sense. It's not a big storyline either, I don't think. It's not yeah, a big I... one. They, they pretty much solved it. Is it just going to be Susan resents Carl, I don't want to be with you, and we split them two up now? If you go around again with them. go around again. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need a storyline right now, Susan. You could just let Susan and Carl be for a little while. Let all the new people have a go. You know, Carl and Susan are always there. And then it's, you know, you had Holly there as well. So that couldn't, you know, you keep them busy for the time being. I agree. I think you have them as the established people who are there, who kind of put the the new characters over, who get, who get you interested in the other people. Yeah. And they haven't done that. They've, they've tried to give them a storyline. I get why, because they are big names, but I, I don't know why it's this, personally. No, me neither. Because, yeah, they're either just going to split up again or just have a round and forget about it the next morning. What do you think, then? Final prediction, and we'll we'll wrap this up. Are they going to split up again by next week, or will they do what most and best married couples do, is just forget the argument happened and carry on as normal the next morning? I don't think you can split them up because you've split up Paul and Therese Tody and Mel, you can't split these two up as well. It would it would be stupid. I wouldn't be surprised though if for some strange reason one of them moves out of the house for a bit. They just need yeah. some time, mm. and they move out of the house for a bit. I don't know who who's whose house is free, but one of them moves in with somebody else for a little bit, and it, it, I don't really know. I don't like this one. Yeah, I think that's a good shout because Carl looks really fucking hurt as well. Like when, when, uh, when Susan's telling him, like she's, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know if I'm going to say something. I can't go back on, and he looks really fucking hurt by this. So I think he might go. Actually, I think he'd be like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to go and and sing some songs around the UK for for a month or two. (sighs) Yes, we've got it. Because he does go away, mm-hmm. and he has told us there's a reason why he goes away. We've cracked it. Cracking that cold. We fucking you told go. you quicker than neighbours will next week. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first <laughs> on the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Uh, thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, it's, it's weird kind of doing the week-to-week grind again. We've not done it for a, you know, two years now, and a lot can happen in two years. I've enjoyed it. I, I'm looking forward to like I'm looking forward to seeing where a few of these other things go. I hope we see Guy Pierce next week. Don't keep fucking teasing us neighbours. Just get Guy Pierce on the on the telly box, please. Um and I would like to to kind of keep keep seeing these these things develop with some of the new characters as well. I wanna see what happens with Haz. I wanna see what happens with JJ. I wanna see the Misha Barton shagging away through Erinsborough. That's what I want to see over the next four episodes. Any more than that would be fucking mental. See you next week.